0: Welcome to A Daily Word of Encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's Word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's Word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by His Word. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Those were the words of David in Psalm 27 verse 1. Yesterday we looked at that verse from a different angle maybe than you've ever considered before. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And Just as a quick reminder, when he said, Whom shall I fear? The word fear there is the word that's used other places as the fear of the Lord or the fear of God. It means the awesome respect. It means to revere. So it's not dread. It's not dread. It's not to tremble with fear. That's the word he used at the end of the verse for afraid. afraid. So it's not like... um, I trembled like I saw a snake. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I didn't tremble. I wasn't scared like I saw a snake because he is my light and my salvation. I fear him. I respect him. I revere him. And then he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And what he was saying is, I will not tremble. Remember, the fear of man brings a snare. I will not tremble in fear because I respect God, I all God, I have the fear of the Lord. So we looked yesterday at how do you fight fear with fear? You understand the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. So a couple of days ago, um, I laid out like a, a brief outline of Psalm 27. Hope it was a blessing to you. Uh, first three verses, we find David Waring, warring, W-A-R-R-I-N-G. It's very clear that uh, David was in a war mentality, uh, enemies and foes are mentioned at least four times. Uh, David, we know, was a warrior. And so verses 1 through 3 are in the setting of war. He's warring. Verses 4 through 6 are worshiping. Verses 7 through 12 are walking. And verse 13 and 14 are waiting. We'll come to walking and waiting maybe a little bit later. But I want you to see the shift in chapter 27. David moves from warring to worshiping. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment a soldier might have. If he has fear in his heart, he will fail. I'm say that again. doesn't matter what kind of equipment a soldier has. doesn't matter what kind of training he has. If he has fear, which is dread or to tremble in his heart, he will fail. In Psalm 27, verse 3, David said, My heart shall not fear. David overcame the trembling type of fear by walking in the fear of the Lord. And then there's a shifting in Psalm 27 in verse number four because David begins to talk about dwelling in the house of the Lord or dwelling in the presence of the Lord. So in David's case, in David's case, his battles were won in his private times of worship with the Lord. So David understood the value of, of his private time, worshiping in the Lord, worshiping with the Lord, and the value that that would carry over into his fighting the literal battles. David said one thing, one thing. I mean, David had a lot of responsibilities. David had a lot of demands on his time. I'm sure that you have a lot of responsibilities. If you're a mom, if you're a dad. Um, Most of you are are moms and dads and working, or maybe a grandparent. Uh, We all have responsibilities. We all have many demands on our time. Imagine David being the king. He had lots of responsibilities, many demands on his time, but his number one priority was seeking the face of God. Uh, Remember what Paul said. Paul said, this one thing I do. And so instead of being like Paul and David, oftentimes... We, the children of God, are similar to Martha. Remember the story of Mary and Martha. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Martha was cumbered about serving in the kitchen. Nothing wrong with serving. But um, Jesus told Martha that uh, Mary had her priority straight. And the Bryson paraphrase is, he said, you've neglected the greater thing. You've neglected the great thing, and that is being in the presence of Jesus and experiencing the presence of Jesus. So so David understood that. We read a lot about David's warfare and his victory in war, but the secret to David's public victory was David's private worship. Oh, that, that'll tweet right there. Um, write this down. Well, you can't write it down. You're driving on the road, probably. Without satisfying worship, there can be no successful warfare. That's what I'm trying to get at today. Satisfying worship will give birth to successful warfare. Now, you may not be fighting a physical enemy like David. You may not be fighting a literal 10-foot giant like David did when he was younger, but there might be a giant in your life. There might be multiple giants in your life. You may not be facing literal adversaries. You may not take up literal sword and literal spear and go into a literal hand-to-hand combat, but you have an enemy called the devil that throws fiery darts at you. The weapons that we have um, are spiritual weapons, and the war we fight is a spiritual war. I know it manifests in physical, but watch the correlation here. David's satisfying worship helped him be a successful warrior. And what I found is believers in Jesus Christ who practice private worship that satisfies their heart, satisfies their soul, they have a tendency to be more successful in warfare. How did David know that God was a light and a deliverer in a fortress? Well, he, he learned it while he was gazing on the glory of God in his worship and meditation on the Lord. I mean, it's clear that David envied the priest because the priests were able to dwell so close in God's house and even enter the court's and even in the holy place, surely David longed to leave the battlefield and dwell in the house of God, but wherever he was, he took time to come into God's presence, meditate on God's gracious kindness. And in Psalm 27:4, he uses the word beauty and to contemplate, which means into, to inquire into the person of God. See, in David's day, the temple wasn't built yet, and the ark was kept in a tent. So the word temple in verse 4 simply means a palace or sanctuary. It was used for God's sanctuary, though the structure was a tent. And David had a desire to be in that tent. He wanted to be in that tent. He wanted to be in there to experience the presence of the Lord. Well, the Bible tells us and that's where the priests would go. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2 now that we're a royal priesthood. So in the New Testament, the Spirit of God is living in us, and the temple of God is our body. In the New Testament, we're New Testament priests, just like the Old Testament priests, our first ministry is to the Lord, to the Lord. Get in the presence of the Lord, of the Lord, minister to the Lord, and then we're able to leave the presence of God and minister to other people. David's priority, David's priority in growing in the fear of the Lord was he understood he was a warrior, but he had the revelation his victory on the battlefield came from his private time in worship. I believe the same for you also. God bless you and have a great day.